Hello, wake up crew and community, the love and light community. I'm Ashley Escobar. For those of you who are just tuning in for the first time or catch the clip, I am um, known as the love and light activator with angelic love and light and the lighthouse here locally in Rochester, New York. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since I recorded an episode, but the time is now always when I know the time divine timing is taking place I follow and do as I'm told and um, it's time to get back on here and start talking about the topics of why I started the wake up podcast in the first place and sometimes we like to be heard and not seen and this is the time. So to catch you up, if you're not familiar with who I am, you can check me out on all social media platforms or on my website, www.angeliclovenlight.org. I'm a holistic healer that encompasses a lot. Um, I won't get into that right now, but Ultimately, Angelic Love and Light serves people all over the world and locally to help create more balance within their lives, body, mind, and spirit across the board as a whole human being as we are. Often the world tries to separate those three things and now more than ever, balance is needed. Balance is required for our immunity, for our well-being, for our overall health and wellness. Um, I want to catch you up on why I've taken such a long break from recording any episodes. And I I don't take this very seriously. I I don't do all the editing and go to the extent that some people do. And that's fine because I use it with my own intentions. And it still serves its purpose and does a great job at that. So in the last year, my mother... uh, got diagnosed with brain cancer and passed away seven months ago. All is well because I see death very differently as a psychic medium and healer and nurse. I have helped both my parents cross over to the other side and cared for them, which is ultimately a blessing. But time is needed to grieve and to heal and to feel and With that said, I being the leader of balance within my own life and helping others to create that, I am an advocate of walking my own talk. So I will never have too much on my plate and I will always leave room for life's unexpected. So hence the little break, um, temporary break from recording. And I know that you guys are going to really enjoy this episode that I have. If you're into astrology, astronomy, or how to apply it into your life, because whether you realize it or not, it impacts our daily lives individually and collectively every single day. Yes, Albert Einstein said it himself, energy, energy is the one thing we cannot deny. It never ends. It just transforms. So today's topic is in regards to the last full moon we had on the 17th. Everybody knowing that I'm the energy queen and very much into astrology and astronomy were reaching out asking me why the hell this full moon was so intense and more intense than all the other full moons and a little bit more extreme. 
<laughs> and I laughed. I actually knew it was going to be that way. I was looking forward to it, but I knew I really needed to like prepare for it in a way that I saved space for myself and kind of tuned everybody else out until I handled what it brought me in my own life. And in order to understand all of this, I have to break down some topics to you to be able to understand before I go into the why it was so intense. So just follow along and take what you can take, receive what you will receive, leave what you don't, and do not force. So full moons are representing in the cycle endings, releasing. Uh, we only have so much space energetically and physically for things in our life and for new things to happen and new beginnings to take place. Sometimes we need to release. And releasing is also a part of the healing process. The moon represents our subconscious mind within the duality of our mind and it surfaces our emotional body and many past experiences that will come up intentionally for our best interest to help us to release and work through although some people don't realize that and see it like that so it feels more torturous for them the moon every planet um, and although the moon and sun are not planets they are ruled by a zodiac sign because there are more zodiac signs than there are planets so some planets ruled uh, rule multiple planets but the zodiac sign that rules the moon is my zodiac sign cancer I'm a cancer sun cancer moon there's a lot of water element up in me and I want to state for the record full moons the water element in cancer is represented in the emotional body that it intentionally works with okay and cancers are also known whenever i speak about a zodiac i'm going to speak about them from the balance perspective there's always duality within everything and everyone but here's a balanced cancer cancers get this bad rep and misconception misperception from the world as these sensitive overly emotional people and actually what the cancers um, symbolically represent is the crab and the crab as a creature is the only animal that can go to the depth of the ocean floor and also live on the earth in getting to know how to balance the fluidity of the emotions that's the true challenge so you can only imagine as a double cancer what that was like for me and many different parts of my journey i have a good grasp on it now <laughs> but it makes so much sense why my younger days were very intense for me so that is what a full moon is about now actually there's many other transits going on at the same time as these big um, like full moons and retrogrades and many people go to blame or target the moon or the retrogrades and actually the reason why this week was so intense since the 17th was actually because of a very minor 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 transit that nobody knows about and that's what I'm here to talk about so we have to also take into um to consideration that when these planets are moving we're dealing with two signs we're dealing with 
the sign it's in and the sign it's ruled by. And then it impacts all of us here on earth. And we are made up of so much more than our sun sign. That's within our natal chart, another service that I provide and I love. (laughs) So the actual transit of what caused a more serious shakeup was something that happens only one time a year. And after this week, I think people are going to see why it only happens one time a year. And when it happens, it usually doesn't fall in a full moon. So it amplified the energy. And I promise you, this all happens for your best intentions. But people don't feel like that because it's easier to blame and like point out the negativity. But if you try to find the positive and what it can bring you and help you with, it's actually a really beautiful thing. I'm not going to lie. It gets really intense and really serious. And actually, when it involves human beings, it's that much more real. So establish your boundaries, protect your peace, create your balance. Those are my tips for you. So the planet that actually one time a year connects with the sun is Pluto. Okay. Pluto is a very, very, very forgotten about planet because you cannot see it with the human eye, but it exists and it is a very slow moving planet. It's the planet that's known for power, authentic power, not ego power. Okay. And Scorpios rule the planet Pluto. So you have to understand what Pluto is known for, death and rebirth, endings and new beginnings. And you have to understand Scorpio energy and how this all played a part in the full moon's energy in this whole week. I actually joked around with somebody this morning that this weekend is like a hangover from a week long worth of this energy and we all needed to slow down and really, really release and purge out of us the energy that it brought and then we needed to rest and recharge on this beautiful sunday reset slash self-care sunday so i mentioned that scorpio rules planet uh pluto and that it moves really slow like a slug hence why it only happens once a year that it hangs out with the sun and the sun is currently in aquarius and aquarius and scorpio are not compatible energies So it's a very intense energy that it aligned with this year, connecting with the sun in Aquarius. To tell you a little bit about the Aquarian energy, Aquarians are very an air element, very uh, known for being in their minds, innovative, collective, group energy. Um, This was not fun energy. It was not light energy. But hey, life is hard, right? From the moment we come in until we go out so um, it's about how we get through it and how we face it now the fact that it connected while it was during a full moon that is it was more important than what people realized because people didn't even realize this transit was taking place And um, if I could have warned people ahead of time, I would. But sometimes you have to let people actually experience it and then explain the energy after and allow them to prep (laughs) in the time to come after. Because if we warn everybody about everything, they're not going to be able to live out the experiences and get the most from learning about what 
is meant to happen. So Pluto, um, that's ruled by Scorpio, actually, when it aligned with the sun, was in the placement of Capricorn energy, okay? So we got to break down now Capricorn and what Capricorn is ruled by and why this was so intense. It's not the Scorpio energy, but it's the Scorpio and Capricorn energy together. So Pluto being in Capricorn, Capricorns are the father of the Zodiac, very strict militant. They're ruled by Saturn, which is the... um, planet that is actually like our militant teacher showing us where we need more discipline and and where we need more structure in our lives and capricorns are very hardworking and need to slow down and not go 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 and actually be still to experience energy and to feel emotions they're opposite than us cancers so being that it aligned with this um connection in Capricorn and the full moon was in Cancer, there are opposite zodiacs. So we have to channel more of their energy and they have to channel more of the fluidity and feeling the emotions. The Cancer full moon actually lightened it, believe it or not, because Cancers are the mother of the zodiac, nurturing everybody, wanting to like hug hug everybody. So the fact that it happened in Cancer full moon actually was a good thing. So shout out to the Cancer Full Moon because it would have been a lot worse. (laughs) Pluto as a planet represents our shadows, the unspoken and hidden things to ourselves in the world. And they have to come to light, at least to ourselves. And in the collective, a lot is coming to light. And a lot of people don't like to sit quietly in their shadows. They like to avoid the voices that will come up. And those voices are not true voices. Those voices are our subconscious mind bringing up to the surface all that needs to be brought up, faced, and released. Okay? So I mentioned Pluto can't be seen. So Scorpios are always like feeling like they're not seen, they're forgotten about, nobody loves them, but they're like a strong, intense, fierce sign. I love my Scorpios. They feel left out. Um, they have this temper. Uh, it's, it's almost like Pluto, when it aligns with the sun, was having a temper tantrum saying, I still exist and you need to see what I'm bringing up. <laughs> so we all were getting an energetic planetary timeout from Pluto is what was happening. And it was in Capricorn, the militant father. So it was like, sit your ass down and learn these lessons. And all of us, whether we wanted to or not, we're like, yes, universe, I hear you. <laughs> so it lasted all week. Normally the full moon energy happens and it, it kind of lingers for three days but the specific transit of pluto aligning with the sun lasted all week we're still feeling the remnants to it and why i said it's like a hangover to the week-long energy pattern of what we were releasing the capricorn is an earth element very grounded sometimes too grounded that they're not fluid at all and very um don't think outside of the box and very uh It just stops time when this happens and it's asking us to listen to our pain, our internal pains and our external pains, not just your own pain, but the collective's pain because it impacts us all. 
It's almost like an alarm clock that's trying to teach us more tools and resources that are actually more beneficial to getting through life than what people realize and stop to use. And it's the things that I try to put out there to help people as another tool and resource in your toolbox because we can never have too many tools and resources. It's an attempt to get you to actually stop. So Pluto was an in- intentionally making us very uncomfortable to sit with too much of the truth and to face it because Scorpios are really good at facing their shit, handling their shit and rebirthing like the Phoenix that they are. I always tell everybody, get uncomfortable or get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's the only way to life. The faster you do it, the easier life becomes because life is really truly simple. Humans just make it really hard. So the full moon kind of, if this was a conversation, this whole transit, the full moon in Cancer and in Pluto in Capricorn, aligning with the sun in Aquarius, we're having a conversation. Imagine the full moon saying, I get that humans are scared of their feelings. They were designed in their physical bodies like that to actually be scared. But What they're not recognizing is that it's a spiritual gift in disguise. It's almost like a check engine light going off, calling you to get your attention. I reference and use the body as an example of a car as a whole, your body, mind, and spirit. It's the make and the model. And then we have check engine lights. We have tune-ups that we need. We have to align, we need to balance, we need to change tires, okay? You understand where I'm going with this. So our physical body and our feelings, our senses are actually a gift, but we need to use beyond our physical senses, our given gift of our natural intuition, and that's what most people don't know how to do. Most don't feel it until it reaches the level of crisis and that's what we're trying to prevent we could prevent that with a holistic lifestyle we can prevent that with preventative measures taking care of ourselves in multiple different ways every day so things don't get to the crisis level but sometimes we need a crisis to shake us the fuck up and yes i swear like a sailor so if you don't like it Continue on. I'm not the podcast for you, but my aligned energy loves me for my swearing. So the point is to get beyond that crisis. It was there all along, giving you the signs, warning you, trying to have you not reach it to get to the crisis level. The senses have to be able to be sensed and interpreted. Because balance, that's why balance is so important. Because the external and internal distractions that become too much is what allows you to ignore your intuition. It's what allows you to not be able to sense it before it becomes a crisis. So we need to become more mindful and do the things that involve slowing down and creating the balance so that we can recognize and not be distracted by the external and internal distractions. And when they're too much, humans use their senses, 
but they actually like feel like their senses are a curse and that's not the case um what do i mean by that when they sense their body feeling so imagine anxiety anxiety what that feels like what anxiety feels like in your body physically okay um depression what does that feel like what does chronic fatigue feel like in your body those are warning signs that your body is giving off saying hey get up do something transmute balance meditate etc 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 right so humans label all these feelings within their senses as really negative bad words and claim these awful labels instead of looking at them as a privilege as it is to feel through our five main senses and our additional intuition and other gifts that we have you know don't take those senses for granted have you ever stopped to think i'm gonna sidetrack in story I have been very grateful for very small things. Life has had a way of humbling me over the years, and I'm grateful for the smallest of small things, and one of them are my senses. When I broke my ankle six years ago, I was so grateful for my legs. My father is a double, was a double amputee, and... Um, you know, he taught me a lot for being grateful for simple things as my legs and, and being able to do things that he couldn't do but found ways around to not be labeled as disabilities and found his strength to make his abilities. Where I'm going with this is I had a I had a moment this week within these challenges and it required some work to be done on my house and the maintenance man in my complex is a really great guy and he's deaf. And I was really frustrated with him because this issue has been going on for a really long time and I was getting in a really bad funk and I was going to all my tools and resources of how I could transmute this because I one thing I do not do is take out my energy on other people. I don't project my shit out onto other people like most of the world does. And I knew it wasn't his fault and I was able to see both sides of it. But in that moment, I heard my dad telling me like, go listen to music. And I stopped and I had a, like a light bulb moment where I was like, wow, he can't do that. Like when he was getting just as frustrated with the issue and he was having a really bad week himself and he reads lips and we were able to like kind of converse about things. And I was like, you know, I'm so grateful because my ears can hear and I can listen to music, which I love. It's one of the many ways that I love to help me not get to the crisis level of my senses. And I said to him, you know, how do you do not being able to listen to music? It's something I love so much and I'm grateful for music. It's an art, many of the arts that I love. And he said, you know, that's true. I never thought of that like that. And he goes, well, you go listen to music for me and I'm going to fix you, fix your house. And we, we laughed. So do not take for granted your senses. Get to the point where you're not getting as frustrated by thinking of situations like that. Planets expect this to happen, okay? They feel Earth as this 
uh, that earth has this really high pain tolerance, which can be good and bad, okay? Because other planets, <laughs> they're like, why do they choose it so hard down there? But earth is actually where all the lessons are learned for duality. So it makes sense that our pain tolerance would be a little bit higher, but we need to be able to work, know how to work through the pain and we need to know how to sense the pain before it gets too bad where we can't prevent something. And some things aren't preventable. We need the unexpected and we need to be able to know how to respond and react to those unexpected. So Pluto will always shine regardless of people forgetting about it or overlooking it. Um, Pluto in this conversation would, would hope for humanity to look up and realize that everything really does happen in divine timing within divine seasons and cycles of your life. And divine timing is not about the perfect timing. It's about you becoming an energetic frequency match for what you desire to release and let go, but also to receive and get into your life, okay? So there is such wisdom in astrology and astronomy, and it's why it's my biggest go-to and tool, and I apply it every day because it does impact us. There's no judgment to those who don't believe and that are uh, believe that they're not impacted daily by the energies, even though, um, and they will claim that they're not and they don't, but it does impact us as a whole and individually every single day. And there's not a single person that can say, I have not been impacted by any energy at all, all year long. There's nobody. If there is, reach out to me, please, because I am I can prove you wrong. <laughs> so the moon in this conversation reminds Pluto and Capricorn, all we need to do is shine in the dark, no matter what. Because without that dark, we can't get to the light. And in the dark, there's so much beauty. It's why I love the moons. It's why I love nighttime. It's why I love the dark. You can still shine and be just as beautiful in the dark as you are in the light. It's okay to be sad. The moon wants everybody to know and connect with their emotional body and know that it is okay to be sad. It's okay to be down. It's okay to be overwhelmed. But it's not okay to project that shit out onto other people. Handle your emotions does not mean don't feel your emotions. Balance your emotions does not mean don't face your emotions. Know that it's all happening to help you and to teach you. And this too shall pass because it's all a part of the journey. Lastly, to wrap it up, it was also so us humans think that January 1st is the start of the year and it is on a physical linear timeline. And here's where it's really going to make sense why this full moon was the most impactful. In energy, in the lunar calendar, February 1st is actually the start of the new year. And so January is our big New Year's Eve night. January 31st. So with the full moon being the last full moon of the lunar cycle, it had to go out with a bang. And on top of that, it had this transit of Pluto being in Capricorn aligned with the sun in Aquarius. That was the most unmanageable, uncompatible, 
<laughs> but best alignment for our ascension, for our healing, for our learning, for our growth that has ever happened. <laughs> I'm laughing now. And um, if somebody asked me, well, what did you do? And I'm like, well, I had to amp up all my boundaries. I had to really pull back. I had to allow what came up for me and a lot of it was very unexpected because in curveballs because Aquarius being the sun sign is ruled by Uranus and Uranus is the planet that gives us all the left curveballs so we're playing spiritual and energetic baseball and I don't know about you but I do not play baseball in the spiritual realm I hit home runs all the time and I catch all those out of nowhere like foul balls and and all that so it throws us the curveballs that nobody sees coming that's what Aquarian energy does you just have to be able to have the space to deal with it and to get through it so I really pulled back I really felt through my stuff I did all my self-care that I do daily and um and really like sat with what was coming up it was heavy shit and it was more than 24 hours. I'm wearing, you guys can't see it, but I'm wearing my Beyonce sweater. And Beyonce says that she gives herself 24 hours to be down in the dumps. And beyond that, she gets herself up and she straightens her crown out. Because if not, she'll be engulfed in the emotions. So I channel my inner Beyonce. And it was a little bit more than 24 hours. But this last 24 hours got real for me. More real than during the week. And so this afternoon, as in nighttime, I come alive, being born at night and ruled by the moon. I put on my, I took like three showers today. I put on my Beyonce sweater and I said, all right, queen, that's enough. Get up, carry on, move forward and go record an episode and tell the love and light community about this energy so that they can learn about it too, so they can make sense of it, so they can apply it and see what came up. Um, Also, if you've had your natal chart with me done or if you know your natal chart, some things that you can look back to see and some things you may still be dealing with, you're going to want to check what sign in what house your moon is in what sign and house saturn is in for you what sign and house pluto is in for you and uranus and then additionally you're going to want to check where your cancer placements are your capricorn placements are your scorpio and aquarius because those are all the energies that we were dealing with within the transit that i just broke down so when you when you see that and and if you've had your natal chart done with me you've you've gotten it broken down on a level where we sit down we go over it i teach you how to walk away and use it as a tool and resource every single day and to be able to help you in your life and your journey to make your life easier because life is not supposed to be hard. We're supposed to be able to create our heaven on earth and it is possible. It just takes a lot of work and a lot of people don't like to do that work. But me, I like a challenge. So this is all for now. I'm going to drop this podcast and get it out onto all the platforms. I'm sending so 
much positivity, love and light, in the dark, Reiki healing energy, out to all of those that accept it. And I'm wishing you the best luck and energy going into the this next week before we head into the, the first of the next lunar year in February. I promise the energy gets lighter in February. January is intense and Aquarius season is intense. They're kind of like that you doing too much sign, <laughs> especially for us cancers. But it's okay. We know how to flow with it. We know how to roll with it. So we'll take it. All right. Love and light.